I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Bucknuts. It is Tuesday, March 3rd, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Dwayne Long, out on assignment. You know him as the affable host of the BM5 the other three days of the week. Dave Biddle is here to offer up some wisdom on the Buckeyes. Dave, how goes it? Dan, it's great to be with you. I uh, just want to think I'm, you know, taking a day off from the BM5. You pull me back in. There's a rule here at Bucknuts. Can't get enough Biddle. Dave, everybody wants to know, as practice kicked off, first, Let's thank the staff and the powers that be for extending the open window for practice time. Usually we got to see stretching and were kicked out of there. Yesterday got to see the whole deal, which was cool. Tell us about the freshmen. That's what everyone wants to hear about. We'll get to things like quarterback, et cetera. But the freshman wide receivers, arguably the most talented position group brought in in Ohio State history, do they pass the eye test? Dan, they definitely all look like they belong, no doubt about it. I mean, these guys are all going to play as true freshmen. The one to watch, I don't know how much Mookie Cooper's going to play. It's going to depend on if C.J. Saunders gets his sixth year or not, because Mookie Cooper's just a slot receiver. And now with them you know, moving guys around in there, you know, with Garrett Wilson playing the slot, I think that's very interesting. I can see Mookie Cooper not playing a lot as a freshman, but he'll still play. I think the other three guys are going to play a lot. Julian Fleming seems to be getting the most run. He was in there, you know, with the second team, you know, along with Jamison Williams, along with Demario McCall. But they would also rotate in G. Scott and Jackson Smith the Jigba with the second team. Those guys would also be on the third team, uh, and they all look so good. I mean, they, you know, G. Scott he catches everything. I mean, he's listed at six three two ten. He get out there. Is he really six three two ten? Yes, he is. So he's the he's the big guy of the bunch, um, and, and he. You know, he uses that size. I mean, he just goes up, he highballs the the ball very well and um, just seems to catch everything out there. Julian Fleming, you know, you hear the way Ryan Day talks about him. You can just tell um, that they have big plans for him. And then, you know, just the fact that he's already entrenched with the second team. He's not like running with the third team and rotating with the second team. Fleming's just on the second team. So that's that spoke volumes to me. And probably the guy who had the best catch of the day, and he had a couple real good ones. Even though G. Scott was catching everything, I thought Jackson Smith maybe had you know, maybe the two most spectacular catches. Uh, it's, you know, you know, Buckeye fans, if you weren't already excited about this group of wide receivers, get excited. They are the real deal. They are the real deal. They are as advertised. Smith and the Jigba, according to Steve Wolfong, we've seen plenty of them, the most ready wide receiver in the United States to step onto a college field. So we are looking forward to that, and it's almost an overflow of talent there. What I love about that is injury protection now with that depth. Speaking of injury protection, God forbid Justin Fields gets injured this year. If he did and we had to turn to one of the freshmen, how would you feel? Yeah, it's interesting. I I do think if, you know, something did happen catastrophic to Justin Fields, I think C.J. Stroud – would be the starting quarterback for the rest of the year. But if 
let's say, you know, Ohio State is blowing out teams early in the year, who's going to be the first guy in? Probably Gunnar Hoke. Probably to throw him a bone as a fifth-year senior. But C.J. Stroud's going to play because they have to get, and I think Jack Miller's going to play. Miller might not play more than four games. We'll see about that. I don't think that really matters anyway because I can't really envision a scenario where this is Troy Smith, Justin Zwick, Part 2, where both of them stay for all five years or for four years. Uh, or in maybe C.J. Stroud's case, he'll only be here for three years. Uh, I'm really impressed with C.J. Stroud. But I do think Ryan Day, you know, when, when the depth chart comes out at the end of spring or you know, if they don't put one out at the end of spring, if they put it out you know, before the first game, I do think Gunnar Hoke will be listed as the backup. But, again, I think if you know they had to go with the quarterback for the rest of the season, I think it's C.J. Stroud. He already certainly does not look out of place, Dan. He throws a great football. I mean, he throws a great ball. And he's slender you know, because he's basically the same height as Justin Fields. But Justin Fields, I think as most Buckeye fans know, he works out with the linemen. He is you know, a solid 230. C.J. Stroud probably about 205 soaking wet right now, so he's got to get stronger. Um, but I'll say this. I mean, he'd be more ready, I think, as a true freshman than Braxton Miller was, and, and Braxton Miller had moments. Um, but Braxton Miller didn't enroll early. C.J. Stroud did. Braxton Miller had Jim Bowman calling the offense. Uh, C.J. Stroud would not have that. So, you know, it wouldn't be obviously ideal to have a true freshman in there, and, you know, hopefully Justin Fields stays healthy. But I tell you what, I mean, it'd be you know, a lot of teams would be in dire straits. Ohio State wouldn't be in dire straits, would not be in dire straits with C.J. Stroud. Again, it wouldn't be ideal. But this kid looks good, and he can run a little bit. Uh, but he's a pro-style quarterback. He throws the ball well, and he can make all the throws. And I thought Jack Miller played pretty well. But, you know, you can just even see when they go through the drill, C.J. Stroud was going ahead of Jack Miller almost all of the time. And, you know, they have Gunnar Hope going second. And they'd rotate a little bit, Dan. You know, where sometimes C.J. Stroud would go into the second-team offense. And even Jack Miller got some run with the second-team offense. But for the most part, it went Justin Fields, Gunnar Hoke, C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller. Um, and that tells you already that you know, C.J. Stroud's ahead of Jack Miller. Uh, and regarding Justin Fields, he threw the ball well. What I, no, no surprise to anyone, what I was really looking at was, you know, the few times he took off and ran, even though they, you know, obviously they weren't tackling, how, you know, how was that explosion going to look? Was he, was he going to be favoring the knee at all? I didn't see him favoring the knee one bit. He looked like the Justin Fields of midseason, not the Justin Fields at the end of the season after he had that knee injury against Penn State. So that's good news. Something, you know, Ryan Day is very secretive about injuries, and I'd be the exact same way if I was a head coach. Sounds like Justin Fields had some type of scope after the season, but nothing serious. So that's really good news that he's not wearing a brace. He looked explosive. So. The quarterback room is uh, in very, very, very good shape right now, to say the least. Let's finish it with this, Dave, and then we'll get to the dean on recruiting. Who else on the field just jumps out to you? Paris Johnson certainly is a guy, because you wonder some of these guys come with a lot of hype, number one offensive tackle in the nation, like Nick Pettit-Ferrer, Petit Ferrer. Um, But Petit Ferrer didn't get to come in early, um, you know, like Paris Johnson did. Paris Johnson's ready to go, and – and then, you know, I'm thinking, okay, he's on the second team. Then you see, oh, he's rotating in with the first team. He's rotating with Petit Ferrer at right tackle. I was not expecting that. I was expecting Dewan Jones and Petit Ferrer to fight it out at right tackle because certainly Paris Johnson is the left tackle of the future. Uh, so I thought he'd just be backing up, you know, Thayer Munford this year and they'd find ways to get him in there. He'd play in more than four games. He's not going to register. He's not going to be here for five years anyway. He's going to be here for three years. Um, but no, um, and I still think he's the future. People are saying, well, well, if he's the future left tackle, why are they repping him at right tackle? Because left tackle, they know who the left tackle is. They're not sure who the right tackle is. And I'm hearing, you know, that coaches are actually pretty happy with Petit Ferrer. 
Paris Johnson is just too good to keep off the field, even as a true freshman. So that's going to be one to watch. I could see even see a scenario, Dan, where early in the season those guys rotate. If no, if one guy is not clearly ahead, I could see Petit Ferrer and Paris Johnson rotating at right tackle during the season. Now, I think just to have some cohesion on the offensive line, you want to settle on one guy by the meat of the schedule. I know they go to Oregon week two, but I still, I still think you could – because, you know, if those guys are rotating, that means coaches think they're both playing at a high level. It's not like you'd be sacrificing the Oregon game if those guys were rotating. So that's one to keep an eye on at right tackle. I found that very interesting. Uh, other guys that jump out at me, I mean, Zach Harrison continues to get stronger and stronger. He's a freak. Um, Tommy Togiai, strongest guy on the team. He's going to have a much bigger role this year. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be playing 15 snaps a game. You know, he is the starter. Um, he's the starting one tech. Looks like Haskell Garrett's going to be the starting three tech. A couple of veterans in there, so uh, and they've got pretty good depth at D tackle. You know, a little bit better than what uh, I think may- maybe some people think. You know, Antoine Jackson's a guy people forget about. Um, um, you know, you look at Jaron Cage is stepping up a little bit. Teron Vincent's coming back, so they've got some guys there at D tackle. Um, man, it's just it's like sensory overload, Dan. There was so much going on like over there, and the entire practice is open as you mentioned, which is awesome. Legend Cavazos is a guy that he looks like he belongs. Ryan Watts had a good practice, the other freshman corner, but he needs to add some weight. He's six foot three. He's a legit six three, but probably about 180 pounds. So he's got to get bigger um, to play Big Ten football. But I could go on and on and on. There was so much going on over there. Make sure if you haven't already, get on Bucknuts and read our practice report, Bucknutters, because it's still pinned to the front row message board because there is a bevy of information on there. And uh, yeah, there you go, Dan. There's there's maybe about one uh, percent of the stuff that uh, that's in the practice report. Maybe a little bit more than one percent. Tomorrow, Kevin Wilson, tight ends coach Al Washington will be available after practice, including some linebackers. Dave and the boys will be back for that. We appreciate Dave stopping by. We'll be back in one minute with the Dean. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As promised, we are back with the Dean of Ohio State Recruiting, Bill Kerlick. He just had a birthday. We won't reveal the year. Just know that Bill looks better than you do. Bill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on on Friday, running back Donovan Edwards will be visiting the Ohio State University. He's the number one player in Michigan by many accounts, and he's arguably one of the top three or four running backs in the country. Please bring us up to speed on what you expect to happen during the visit and where the Buckeyes are with one of their prime targets at running back. Before we do that, Dan, I have to touch on that birthday thing. Also, just know I'm old. Your birthdays add up, but uh, don't feel old, but I am. Uh, we digress. Let's get back to recruiting. Uh, yeah, Donovan Edwards, you know, that, that's huge. Um, this will be at least at least his fifth Ohio State visit. It might be more like six or maybe even seven, but I know at least five visits for Donovan Edwards for Ohio State. So I think it's pretty obvious that uh, strong, strong interest in the Buckeyes. Um you know, will he end up at Ohio State? You know, uh, certainly very possible. I'm not ready to crystal ball him to Ohio State yet because I, I still think um, there's a little work to be done. Uh, but it would be anything but a shock if he did end up at Ohio State. And and by the way, he's, he's not coming alone. He's coming with his coach. He's coming with uh, 
uh, a teammate of his and uh, a, a, a very talented teammate, I might add, at that, uh, uh, Dylan Tatum, a 2022 running back at his school. So, you know, that right there makes it uh, an important first week weekend of recruiting for Ohio State because he's, you know, he's a top of the board running back prospect for just about any school in the country, really. So huge visit. Who else is Donovan really considering, and do you think he has a timetable? You know, I think he's highly considering, even though some people uh, – it's really funny. There's a difference of opinion. Some people think he is no way going to Michigan. Some people think he's definitely going to Michigan. I, I'm somewhere in between there. I think he could go to Michigan. You know, at one point, I believe his crystal ball was uh, mostly or all on Michigan. Uh, you know, they're fighting hard to get him. I think they are very much in the running. Um, I think Georgia's in the running. And, you know, right now I, I think those are the three schools, Ohio State, Michigan, and Georgia, and it, it could well be in that order. wouldn't surprise me a bit right now. You know, we'll see what happens when he visits again. But uh, High State's done a great job of recruiting him, and, you know, I've talked to him in person, and you know, there's no doubt in my mind he has a strong interest in Ohio State, and we'll see what happens this weekend. We know Ohio State aims to add an elite running back in this class. We've heard Donovan Edwards, the name Travion Henderson has come up, as well as several others. They are also looking to restock the cupboard at defensive end. They'll be visited this weekend by Travion Ford. If you can, we'll wrap up with this. Give us an update on Ford, and then defensive end recruiting is off to a great start and feels like it could be a great haul. Where are we with some of the top guys? Well, as far as Ford, he's he's long had an interest in Ohio State, and while he doesn't necessarily talk about favorites or leaders, and he really has pretty much stayed away from that type of thing, there's no doubt, just like Donovan Edwards, the interest is definitely strong um, on Ford's part in Ohio State. You know, from the very first time I... Uh, was in touch with Travion. He let me know how interested he was in Ohio State. Again, you know, he's not going to go out and say the Buckeyes are his favorite or anything along those lines, but, you know, you, you read between the lines a little bit, and there's no doubt, you know, he wouldn't be making a trip from Missouri um, at this point if he didn't have a, a strong interest in Ohio State. And, you know, the thing that's really great for Buckeye fans is that uh, defensive end and defensive line recruiting in general um, could be off the charts, really, for Ohio State this year. You know, Larry Johnson, obviously, we, you know, we long have known about his recruiting prowess. He's uh, as good as it gets as both a recruiter and a defensive line coach. And this group that he might end up landing or could end up landing is could really be spectacular. You know, you got a great, great start with uh, Jack Sawyer and Mike Hall. Those are the top two defensive linemen in Ohio and two of the best in the country. You know, Jack Sawyer's number two player in the country. And before all is said and done, I really look for Mike Hall to be a top 100 player in the country. I love that kid. I think he's he's going to be tremendous for the Buckeyes. So you've got a fantastic start there. Um, but what's really exciting is, as good as that start is, it could get a lot better. You know, you've got Tamiche Adelaide from now IMG that's strongly interested in Ohio State. In fact, uh, I like the Buckeyes' chances there. You got uh, JT Tumaloa from the state of Washington, who's as good as it gets, that uh, if I was going to crystal ball him right now, I would crystal ball him to Ohio State. Um, Dominion Robinson from Maryland, very strong interest in Ohio State, one of the top 
defensive ends in the country. And, uh, you know, you kind of go down the list, uh, Travion Ford, Monkel Goodwine from uh, 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 Maryland is another outstanding prospect at Ohio State uh, that really likes Ohio State. And, uh, you know, up and down the list, it's just a tremendous group that could end up Buckeyes and, uh, when all is said and done, I think this is going to I, – I should also mention Marcus Bradley, by the way, um, uh, another outstanding prospect. He's uh, Dominion Robinson's teammate that uh, is highly interested in Ohio State, and right now I like the Buckeyes, where the Buckeyes stand with him. So I, I just look for Larry Johnson to get it done in a huge way for Ohio State this recruiting cycle. The last two would have been high school teammates of my son had we stayed in the DMV. We live in the Quince Orchard School District. And let's remember this, people, when it comes to defensive end recruiting. The last two major things on the schedule for the NFL is the Super Bowl and then the draft. And in the Super Bowl, the best player on the field was Nick Bosa. And in the draft, Chase Young is going to be the first defensive player pick. So for those of you looking to apply your trade as a defensive end in the NFL, I think you know where to go. You know where to go for the best recruiting information. That's the Dean. We appreciate him stopping by. We appreciate Dave Biddle being here as well. Have a great day, Bucknutters. Nutters.